0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: This is the Art of Awesome episode number
0: 115. YouTube is interesting because you get to see the best videos. You don't just see the video, the video that the publisher wanted you to see. You're actually seeing the videos that have the most amount of views, the most amount of likes, the most amount of comments. So you're getting like the creme de la creme of, you know, of like the best like information you know so all of a sudden like fast forward to me like installing this window with a guy i'm fresh canvas i've never installed a window in my life and all of a sudden we're there and i'm like hey have you ever done this you could actually hear in the corners i i youtube it and it looks like you could you know you could use your your um the tar tape in this way instead of this way and he was like what that's actually awesome i've never even thought about it let's do it that way you know and it just like blew my mind you know because i was like Well, he's done it for 20 years and all of a sudden I'm bringing something into the table. And it just kind of, I don't know, like for me, that was huge because it proved me that me and YouTube and learning things at 6 a.m. could actually trump 20 years of experience. Hit it!
1: That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys.
0: Welcome
1: to the Art of Awesome. Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of Awesome. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and today is Monday. So we've got another deep dive interview, Uh, and today I get to talk with another one of my best friends, a phenomenal kayaker and kind of a budding real estate investor and construction builder, which we dive deep into today. But today I talk with Rafa Ortiz as we kind of explain how he has been using YouTube and YouTube University, as we like to call it, um, to essentially research how to do anything, but literally how to build a house from scratch, from pouring concrete, um, you know, doing your own plumbing, all the way through electrical roofing, everything. So very cool podcast. And really the whole idea behind this one is more about the mindset that we have so much information available at our fingertips in this in this environment and world that we live in right now that literally you can learn how to do anything and you can learn most of it for free online. So, very cool podcast and stoked to share it with you guys. And as always, uh, just honored to have um, my one of my best friends and phenomenal, phenomenal athlete, Rafa Ortiz. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Here is Rafa. So Rafa, you have been on the show with us before. I think you actually joined us on episode four, which was awesome. Uh, and we were talking all about... I think it was about chasing your dreams and, uh, and kind of, if you're going to go for it, diving in like 200%. Um, and everybody probably knows you as full on extreme sports athlete, professional kayaker. You've been, uh, obviously you've got your feature film with Rush chasing Niagara, um, but I wanted to, instead of just like talking about your amazing whitewater career, which we could easily go off on a whole nother podcast just talking about that uh, and some of the wild adventures that we've been on. But I, I, this episode, I'd actually I wanted to talk with you about what you've been doing recently, and fill us in a little bit because I've got my ideas, but I know you've, you're going to explain how it's totally different than what I've got thinking in my head, but you've been, you've been building a house recently. And if I'm correct, you've been building it from total scratch and you're not a builder and you're not a contractor. So kind of, how did you get into, how did you get into this? Tell us a little bit about like how you got into building, you know, uh, real estate and, and where, where all this information and knowledge is coming from. Yeah. So I
0: guess, okay. So I, I, th- I think three and a half years ago is where all of this kind of started for me. Um, I li- literally knew nothing about like any of this. I think I three and a half years ago, I owned a drill and I don't even know why I had it. Um, and that's <laughs> about like, I, you know, I just knew nothing. Um, so yeah, kind of long story short, three and a half years ago, we were getting kicked out of our rental. Uh, we used to rent a house here in White Salmon with with a couple of friends. And uh, if you guys are not familiar, the market around here is crazy. It's so hard to find rentals. I even remember when I was first moving here, seven This is seven years ago and it's, it's got way crazier now. Seven years ago, I remember I spent like a year trying to find a rental. Um, so anyway, when we were getting kicked out of that house three and a half years ago, I was, yeah. I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. Like, I can't, I can't go through that. It's like, you just look at so many places you apply, you apply and you just don't, you know, you don't get a rental. It's so hard. Um, And it's expensive too. So anyway, when we were getting kicked out, I remember like that day, the owner was like, yeah, we're not going to renew the lease. I'm going to sell the house. You guys got to move. And I remember right then and there, he left the house. I pulled out my laptop and I've been looking at real estate for, for a long time. I've been wanting to like, try to get into it here. Um, and then right then and there, I pulled up my laptop and I just went to Zillow and I was good. Cause I've been looking, you know, and I was like, okay, this is it. Like I had some money saved and I was like, like, I just needed that kick in the butt. You know? so, yeah. so I just pulled up my laptop. And I was like, what's the best deal right now that I can find. Um, cause I knew I wasn't you know i wasn't just gonna buy like the nicest house i could afford i was i knew it was gonna be a big financial decision so i i just i was just focused on like trying to find the best deal that we could remodel you know that we could uh, you know add value to um so anyway it, it, it happened to be this house where i'm standing right now so i got super lucky because it was more about like the timing you know um so yeah that's kind of how i started um I'll, I'll, I could I can go back and talk more details as you as you want from that, but kind of like you know fast forward now like three and a half years later, we've remodeled this one, built this garage, we've remodeled another house, another one and then I'm on my I'm like on my fifth like project by now um something like that still. So.
1: Wow so th- there there's a couple things that I want to dive into here one you you mentioned adding value um. One, I wanna hear kind of your thoughts on what that means and how that applies to real estate. And then I also wanna hear uh, kind of two questions, but where where, where the experience and knowledge, like for building, obviously you're on your fifth unit that you're building, so you've got five units, but like tell us about back to that very first one um, and kind of how that went and how you were learning like how to build a house on, if you've never done it before. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, so I guess this is kind of, kind of how it started. Like first going back to like adding value. um, I don't know. I think that's in my head, that's like one of the most powerful things of real estate in my head, you know, you can, you can buy stocks, you know, as an investment and, you know, you can find value by, by buying things that in your head, they're devalued for some event. you know, like a company that just went through, you know, something crazy that make it shake and make. People scared and you can buy it on a discount, but you're not really like you're not really adding value. You're just, you know, buying at a good timing, you know, with good timing. Versus in real estate, what I really love about this is that it's a physical asset that you can go in and with your bare hands, you can create value. You can grab something that's distressed. So in this example, for example, we bought this house that was it was it was pretty inexpensive because the thing was just you know dilapidated. Like I remember walking at first and being like, I don't even think that I could move in here, you know. And it was just me and my wife at that time. We didn't even have a family, yeah. um, and and just look, like walking around and being like, okay. But I I think it looks straight, you know. It looks like solid. It look, it doesn't look like it's something that's like crumbling, you know. Um, so that right, I also had a friend of mine, uh, Trevor Joestad. Uh, he's like a really knowledgeable, well you know, well-known contractor in this area uh, happens to be a kayaker and his son, um, Gavin, he's, you know, really cool young kayaker that's learning. But anyway, I called Trevor and I was like, dude, do you mind just, I didn't even know how to like buy a house. You know, I didn't even know that you could like, you know, you write up an offer, get under contract, then you hire a professional inspector, you know, and I didn't even know about that. So I just called Trevor and I was like, dude, do you mind just walking this house with me? And Telling me if this is gonna fall down or not or what, <laughs> I didn't even know what to look at. And then, so that's kind of you know that's kind of how we started. Um, eventually, you know, he gave me he gave me a thumbs up. Um, and then, you know, we just kind of got in here. I, at first, I was I was thinking I I needed to like hire a contractor to like remodel the house. But what happens here is that there's no labor. It's so hard to find labor around here. We live in this tiny little town that's you know surrounded by mountains and rivers really limited. We're like an hour from Portland. You know, there's Hood River on the other side of the Columbia. That's like 15,000 people living there. We got the Dalles with maybe like, I don't know the number, I'm just going to guess like 100,000 people living there. But, but it's kind of, it's, it's hard, you know, there's not a lot of people that live here. Um, so I remember when I started looking into like, okay, I need someone to help me remodel this place. Um, I started, you know, I talked to Trevor Joe said, obviously he referred me to other people and, and basically people were like, yeah, we can't really get to this until next spring. This is like, we bought this in June, 2028. And that was like in like eight months, but again, like going back to the the story, we needed a place to live. We're getting kicked out. I did not want to rent anymore. So kind of what we did is we just, you know, we got in here and I found another, uh, kayaker, uh, rafter friend of mine, Hans Humans. um, kind of re- through those referrals. And, and it was cool because first I came with the idea of just hiring him, you know, and just kind of taking my hands off. But I actually remember you, Nick talking to me, like probably like six years ago when you, when you were building your own house. And I remember you talking about how it was doable, you know, and I was just like, I don't know if it's just us or it's every guy on the planet, but I think there's something like from, we were kids and we used to build with Legos that's like embedded in our brains. And there's, yeah. there's an aspirational aspect to it, you know, kind of, I, I think it kind of goes back to our, to our childhood, you know? Um, so I remember like you talking about that in Colorado, like years ago and being like, there's something stuck in my brain since then, you know, like this like itch that I wanted to tried to so anyway. So we h- hired Hans, and and Hans came in, and I pretty quickly realized that I, that if I could find people that were willing to help me, kind of like by the hour, you know, not just someone that I could just pay a bunch of money to take care of it, you know. I mean, I had a bunch of time too, you know. This is like middle of the summer, kayak, like the rivers are just dry, you know. Um, right. So, <clears throat> so it's a good opportunity to just like get in and like you know, it, it was just, it, it wasn't like even the idea that started just kind of one thing led to the next, you know? So next thing we know, we're like, Hans is like, dude, I'm super busy, but you know, you guys just go to Home Depot, buy a couple like flat bars, a couple hammers, and just start ripping that floor. Like it was cool because he was, he was like there, you know, we could like, he kind of took this like mentoring kind of, figure since since day one so and he just kind of like and this is me and my wife you know like we're just basically we're we still have two months we managed to talk to the owner of that house where we're getting kicked out he gave us two months grace period where we could still live there for two months um and this is like as we're starting to remodel this and i mean eventually we ended up having to move into the driveway and live in out of my van for like a month um wow as we were, like, you know, because we didn't even want to finish, we didn't want to move into a house that was, like, halfway through construction, because it was nasty, yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how we started, you know, I bought the drill, and then Hans just kind of started advising me on, like, you know, buy, buy those bars, and then, like, you got to buy this saw, and, and he just kind of <laughs> coached me, like, from the start, you know, which I'm, I'm insanely thankful for, like, he's a person that I'm, like, I, I don't know, one day I want to, like, somehow, like, you know, pay him. he doesn't even know like how much value he gave me. And, and you know, he kind of just helped me kind of get the fear out of it, you know, and and just by like watching him and learning from him, he ta- told me how to like, he showed me how to cut a two by four, you know, I didn't even know how to cut a two by four, I didn't even know what a two by four was. Um, <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then, you know, just kind of little by little. And, you know, he also kind of directed us to like other people that we should hire. I mean, of course, we hired, some good, we hired some other not as good. I had no, I, I didn't even know how to, who was good and who wasn't, you know, like my electrician was just this kid that I found on like, you know, just like on Craigslist that was like, I I was just desperate because I was like, we need an. I, there's no way to find an electrician around here that could do something until like six months out. And I found this kid that was like, oh yeah, I'm wired like a couple places. I own my own like, he, he had this like crazy like farm that he like wired himself, and he was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And I was like, I mean, we don't have any other option if we don't want to keep living in that driveway for for the next six months. So that's awesome. You know, it, I mean, everything worked out like you know, knock on wood, everything's everything's good. But you know, a lot of things we've learned along the way for sure that's amazing so so you build
1: this amazing house and then was was it did you do Um,
0: we remodeled because that was okay
1: okay okay definitely thank you for clarifying that you remodeled the house but then you built the adu is that correct or did you remodel the garage into an adu which is an additional what is what does adu stand for additional dwelling unit accessory dwelling unit correct yeah accessory yep. dwelling unit okay
0: yeah yeah so it's kind of a i guess it's kind of like a trendy thing now uh all these places like where we are here, that the land is very limited, but this place also has a crazy need for housing, right? Again, back to like us trying to find a rental. Um, so one thing they found to help people with that, help the population with that is if you own your land, you own your house, they give you permission to build or remodel or turn a structure or something into another living unit. Um, so basically when we, and that's kind of another like cool one. I met a I met a pro uh, kiter, uh friend of mine like years ago who lived here in Hood River, and she was always. She told me. She told me then, that, and that's another thing that kind of like stuck in my brain. She was like, "I really want to find a house with a basement that I can rent out," and and just that thought. This is like again, like six seven years ago. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's a cool idea," you know, because all of a sudden you turn your you can turn your house into an asset, right? Instead of just right. like you know, how's it cost you money? All of a sudden it could also like generate revenue. Um, so anyway, when we bought this, one of the coolest things about it is that it had this big like garage that was kind of like split in half and one half of it was turned into a living area, but it was, it, that was dilapidated. Like the roof, all the back part of the roof was pretty much like caved in, uh, just covered in mold. It was it was really bad, um, but it was interesting because it was like, it was the idea, you know, like, Someone had turned it in already. And I mean, I called it a remodel and I actually filed for the permit with the county as a remodel, even though we ended up just like tearing it all down. I mean, I started like trying to keep the walls, put a new roof on. And then once we started tearing into the walls, everything was just rotten. And we ended up like, it was crazy because we put that roof on and we ended up having to like support that newly installed roof with like my car jack to like replace a lot of the walls and like, I mean, it sounds, it sounds crazy, but when you start doing it, it was like, okay. I mean, it was stupid for sure. I should have just like demoed everything and done it, you know, but that's kind of how you learn, you know, like you make a mistake like that. I mean, it would have been way easier to just tear everything down then build a nice square level, you know, structure to then put a brand new roof on. But then by doing it that way, again, and that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how you figure things out. It's not that hard to like, be like, okay, that's, it's heavy, but it's not crazy heavy. That doesn't weigh like five tons. That probably weighs like a thousand pounds or whatever. Like I just grab my car jack and I just like, Oh, cut a piece of two by four. Like, you know, it's, of course you can mess it up and it can crumble. And then, you know, you could, you could injure yourself, which would suck, you know? Um, But things like that is just basic. Everything in construction comes down to like simple problem solving. Of course there's contractors that have been doing it for 30, 50 years, you know, that, their their problem solving is just you know they've gone through every scenario so it's really easy for them to figure out so yeah I guess for us we just you know we just kind of started with Hans you know hired other like people that can kind of like let us through the way and then the other thing that I kind of wanted to introduce um is we also I also learned how to learn through YouTube um I think we live in this like super interesting era because all of a sudden we have this crazy access to information, you know, and I remember when we started remodeling the house, the first, the very first thing we did, it was crazy because, you know, I would hire these people that would come and help me. And of course they knew, cause they had like, for example, we hired a guy that helped us install the windows, you know, installing the window is one of the easiest things in, the process of building or remodeling a house. You know, it's literally just like, you just wanna kind of like level it, boom, nail it on. It's pretty darn, darn, darn simple, you know? Just use like really good like tape to make it waterproof, but it's pretty simple. So when I hired him, it was cool because he came to help and he's done it like a thousand times, but I had been watching like all these different YouTube videos, you know? And here's something interesting. He has, he has done it for, let's say 20 years, you know? He has installed windows. So he probably learned from a guy 20 years ago that taught him a single way. And that single way has worked for me, for him, hundreds of times for 20 years. And it's really good, you know, but he knows that one way. I'm coming in completely fresh, like blank canvas. What I do, and this is the way that I've learned it, I would just wake up at like 6am. And if I was installing Windows that day, or the next couple of days, I would just, I would just like obsessively watch like, five different like window install videos and I would grab all this information from like a guy in Kansas City, a guy from California, you know, and all these other, like all these guys that have been doing it for 30 years that took the time to make a video to explain it well. YouTube is interesting because you get to see the best videos. You don't just see the video video that the publisher wanted you to see. You're actually seeing the videos that have the most amount of views, the most amount of likes, the most amount of comments. So you're getting like the creme de la creme of you know of like the best like information you know so all of a sudden like fast forward to me like installing this window with a guy i'm fresh canvas i've never installed a window in my life and all of a sudden we're there and i'm like hey have you ever done this you could actually hear in the corners i i youtube it and it looks like you could you know you could use your your um the tar tape and this way instead of this way and he was like What's that's actually awesome. I've never even thought about it. Let's do it that way, you know. And it just like blew my mind, you know, because I was like, well, he's done it for 20 years, and all of a sudden, I'm bringing something into the table, you know. Um, and it just kind of, I don't know, like for me, that was huge because it proved me that me and YouTube and learning things at 6 a.m could actually trump 20 years of experience I'm not saying that I'm not going to mess up because I haven't done it thousands thousands of times but if I can take the time and motivation to like you know like learn it you know do it the right way that's what I've learned I can't just show up to install the windows like without knowing anything because I'm going to mess it up for sure you know I'm just I'm going to install them like at a level they're not going to be well sealed but if I take the time to do it then I can actually, I could actually do something that's like as good as a guy that could not help me till like the next spring, you know? Um, and that's just kind of like where I took off, you know, I mean, I kept hiring some people by the hour, but I just, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It just kind of,
1: the cool thing about YouTube is that just like what you said, you've got, you've got such a variety of information and such a, such a deep pool of information available. That just because like, say that guy who's been doing it for 20 years, 30 years, he's got, you know, a great way to install windows or doors or, or anything. It could be, I mean, could be a kayak trick. It, it, there's so much information on, on YouTube available for everything. H- how to
0: start a podcast.
1: How to start a podcast. Exactly. Anything. And it, there's that way to do it. But it doesn't necessarily that means, or it doesn't mean like that that's the best way or the most efficient way or the quickest way or the cheapest way like there's all these other versions right and and everybody i mean some other person and maybe it, it could be you maybe it could be somebody who's like you know never really done it for 20 years because they never got stuck in that way but they started thinking of like outside the box or like had an idea or a hack or something like that of like either a way to do it quicker or cheaper or more efficient And you can like look at, you've got all these different videos to look at and learn from. And it, it really just opens up the opportunity to, again, I'm not trying to say that it trumps the 30 years experience, but what it does do is it gives you, it gives you all of these instructors that have these, a variety of experience. It could be 30 years, it could be six months, but you get all the best instructors out there and you can watch them all. Pretty much immediately, and then pick whatever, whatever pieces or parts that you want to do, and either make your own version or or kind of mold your own technique from it, or you just like cherry pick the ones that you think are the best for whatever it is that you're trying to do. Whether it is trying to do something, you know, the quickest, the more, the most efficient, the cheapest, whatever version that might be. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's just this cool idea of having all this information and all these instructors. To, to kind of cherry pick how you want to learn a little bit. It, it's YouTube University is, is just... And, and to clarify for the listeners out there, we're not saying YouTube University as like an actual university. We're, we're just meaning like going on U- YouTube and just like Googling stuff like how to install a window or whatever. I remember my very first house years ago, uh, it had this like back room that like they just built a, a weird addition onto the house. But it overlooked a, a river and it just had an epic view back there. And I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool to build like a deck and like a sliding glass door there, like it would be awesome because there was no windows in the entire room, which was super weird. But anyway, and so I'm like YouTubing this and this was, man, this has got to be 10, 12 years ago. So like really, I mean, YouTube has gone a long distance in the last 10, 12 years, but it was still super easy for me to YouTube, like how to install you know a sliding glass door or something like that and it's just like okay i need a sawzall i need you know a couple of pieces of wood some shims like it's it's really not that difficult and i remember just like watching it and being like huh doesn't look that hard i'm going to just go i think i went to like the local pawn shop and bought like a sawzall for i don't know like 40 bucks or something like that and and just like started cutting this giant hole into my wall being like well i i hope i can fix this <laughs> and if not i guess i'll have to hire somebody but but yeah there's just I don't know, it's, it's this, I feel like right now we're, we live in this world filled with opportunity simply because of the information that's available. And the fact that you um, can be built, like right now, okay, so let's fast forward from your very first, you know, rehab project to now you're on your fifth fifth version and you are literally building from the ground up we talked about this briefly uh, a couple of days ago and you like you poured your own foundation you did your own plumbing you did all this stuff via YouTube like you've got no no experience other than the five you know or the four previous rehabs that you'd been working on but really
0: it's pretty much all from YouTube correct yeah <laughs> I mean yeah yeah I, I I mean that's that's the evolution you know kind of like it's the same model as the windows, you know, I just like copy pasted it to the different aspects of construction. And I've just found that nothing, nothing in construction is really like an art, you know, nothing is something that you need a specific like hand, like for sure. There's things that are like drywall, for example, too. like there's people that are really good at giving like a good skip travel finish to a wall and that takes skill that takes 20 years to develop like a really good skill to that. Um, But I mean, most, most things are literally just like the exact same thing. Measure, cut, paste. That's all that construction comes down to. So, so yeah. So, so, so fast forward, we, we then, we we acquired another property out in like half hour from here. And I've, I've kept like, you know, every time I go to the property, it has this huge driveway. And I also learned like another part of, you know, not just in construction, but I started learning also like, Talking to the counties, I started learning a lot more on the like the investment side of real estate. Um, and so I talking to the to the planning department in, in in that county. I learned that they recently changed their uh, their ordinance. So because this ADU model, I I heard sometimes some some person say there's nothing that I do that I only want to do once, you know? So when we did this, so we built an apartment here. I never really finished that story. I got diverted in in a tangent, but we basically built, we turned that garage into, we basically almost like tore it down with the jacks, whatever we ended up building this. This is where I'm standing right here. I built an office and then we built a garage and then we built an apartment that's kind of like behind me. This is a bedroom on the other side that now we rent out per month Um, and it's working out great. Um, But anyway, um, so, so we have this other property and, and I just kept going every time. Like it has this huge driveway that goes from side to side of the property. And I just kept going there and being like, this is unnecessary. So I started talking to the county and being like, Hey, like, is there, because when we built our, our, our accessory dwelling unit here, it's the, the thing is, there's a covenant that you have to live on either of them. So it's a tricky thing in this one because, you know, I can't really end up building another house and then renting the both of these out. So I would have to probably sell the property. So I started right. talking to Skamania over there and I was just up front. I was like, hey, this is an investment property. I'm never going to live there. Is there an, any way around that ordinance that I have to live on either? I mean, your place, you need housing. Like I'm, I'm going to do it. I have the capital. I have the knowledge. I'm going to build something. I want to build something else. And the guy was like, Oh yeah, um, in, in next January, we're gonna change that. So keep your eyes open. And literally January of this year, 2021, they changed it. So now you can you can build as a you know purely investment property. So anyway, we applied for the permit, got it, and then it was June of this year, I think, June, July of this year, we broke ground um and we started building. Um and same thing, you know, accessory dwelling unit. This thing's a 800 square foot structure, two bedroom, one bathroom, um, completely from scratch. So I, I went all the way to like renting an excavator uh, with a hammerhead because there's a lot of rock there. So I just, you know, how do you do that? I, you know, I figured if, if I just hired an, a pro excavator, they're charging me 250 bucks an hour for their excavator with a hammerhead. And I just started pulling the numbers in my head. And I remember, you know, more experienced friends telling me like, dude, you got to be careful because excavation can kill you. Um, It can kill your budget. You know I mean? And I was just like, damn, at 250 bucks an hour a day is like $2,000. Like if I need to be excavating for a week, that's like $10,000 right there. And that's, you know, it's a big part of my budget for this, you know? So I was just like, oh, what if I just rent the excavator with a hammerhead? So I just started calling like the excavator rental places and they're like, oh yeah, we got one with a hammerhead. I was like, okay, can I get like, Insurance for it, you know, because <laughs> like you know I'm no pro, you know? yeah. so uh, we just started you know, what do you got to be careful with? You don't want to over excavate, you know, because then you would have to like compact dirt on top of that, so it probably took me it took us two weeks to do the excavation, you know I mean one week just to break rock, there was this hillside that we had to like tear into um, I mean it, you know it would have probably taken a pro a week to do it, whatever, you know like. I ended up excavating that thing for $7,000. That was my final number for that. I figured that a pro would have probably do it somewhere between 15 and $20,000 probably. So, wow. you know, all of a sudden right there, we save like 8,000, 8 to 10 grand, you know, 8 to 13 grand, something like that. Um, and then, amazing. yeah, then, you know, foundation, you got to pour a poor foundation, YouTube, like just like every, again, everything's everything comes back to the same thing, measure, cuts, paste, you know? So foundation, you just got to build a mold, you know, then you just really got to make sure that your mold is like really well, you know, everything's like it's level, you know, but it's really easy. It comes down to putting a level on it, you know, and looking at the bubble if the bubble is not in the precise middle, then you just lift one end, you know, you just pull one end up, boom. You know, I mean, again, it took me, it took me like a week to build that mold. It would have probably taken a pro- two to three days, you know, whatever, you know, Um, and, you know, just kind of like that, like rebar, it's everything, you know, just cut your rebar, like tie a mesh around it. Like, just watch a bunch of videos, you know, don't, don't come in without the humility, you know, if like, because I've done it, like I've made mistakes. Like I've shown up trying to do things that all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, this is, this is probably not the best way to do it. And then gone back to like watch a couple of videos and be like, okay, there is how to do it, you know, and it's a huge, huge difference. I think it, it, you need humility, you know, you need to come in with like that blank canvas, like, like humble mentality of like, I'm, I got to learn, you know, I, I yeah. need to learn. I, I don't, I know nothing. So I need to like, get good at this. Um,
1: the cool thing too, is, is that, is that it, it might take you twice as long as the pro but you're also learning and you're building that experience yourself. So the next time you do it, maybe it only takes you like a, like a little bit longer than the pro and maybe by the third time, maybe you're like close to the same time period as the pro or anything like that. And you're you're becoming the professional like over time by doing it. And that's obviously if you continue building these. But I, I also love your your point on humility. Like I, So we talked about this a little bit too, but I built a sauna um, from scratch essentially not even really via youtube but kind of via i was YouTube.
0: I, w- I was wondering if you were gonna bring it up because and
1: sure and so it. yeah I so I, I built this sauna mainly from like looking kind of from youtube but mainly like looking at pictures and it ended up working out great it looked awesome took me like probably way longer obviously than if i was to buy one probably cost similar maybe a little bit cheaper uh as if i was to buy one depending on the costs I think they were on sale last year so I could have probably bought one for for similar costs. but definitely like what they cost now it was it was way cheaper for me to build it um last night or Two nights ago, I guess it burnt to the ground. Um, so, so back to the humility. Clearly, I made mistakes. I didn't probably put a heat shield. I probably had the wrong tubing and, and different things like that. And anyway, long story short, I learned from those lessons. And obviously, you you have to be a little bit more careful if you're building like a, a full-on house, and uh, especially if you're like you know going to rent it out and 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 different things like that. So, so there are things that maybe you want to either. Either hire a professional and learn from them, because that's the other thing that you can do too. Kind of like what you did with Hans that very first time is you can hire someone and have them like teach you while they're working for you, right? So you can be paying for them to to do the job, but you can be there learning from them in person as well. Um, And yeah, I I don't know. I just think that, that there's so much. If you're, I guess it comes down to if you're keen and willing to learn opportunity is endless um, in the world that we live in right now. Cause, cause even you, you were mentioning like going from doing that very first rehab, which you did at a necessity to, to live because you were getting kicked out of your rental. So you, like through necessity, I need a place to live. Um, rents are, are continuing to go up. Rents are getting super hard to, to rent in the area. I'm going to look into buying a property. You're also you know starting a family, all this th- other, th- other things. So it, it makes sense to, to kind of go in that direction. But on top of that, you then go into the real estate investing and learning that way. How did you do that? How did you learn? I'm guessing it was probably similar to how I did learning via YouTube, via podcasts via books. Did you, did you go to like, you know, a Harvard class on how to real or how to invest in real estate? Probably not. No, definitely not.
0: I mean, no, I think it's, I think it's one of the blessings that our generation has. I don't know. I think lately I've kind of got this idea in my head that it, it has to do a lot with us millennials, you know? So I work with a, I work with Teo right now, Tao Berman. He's, I'm, I'm 34. I believe tail was like 42, 43, you know? So he's like he's like, another generation. And and it's interesting, but I keep, because I keep seeing how there's that difference right there, you know, like for perspective, Taylor for me is like a really great investor, you know, through the past 12 years, he's been able to like create a really big portfolio of properties here in the area. And he's a very successful uh, real estate investor. And that's something interesting that I found between him and I, and, and I've kind of boiled it down to that, you know, kind of like, like you and I, Nick, we're, we're millennials and we have a different perspective because of these little things, because of how we've learned to learn. Um, we have a very different way of solving problems than Teo does. I'm not saying that Teo doesn't Google things all the time, but we we have, a you, you know, we're more used to and more open to this like Google, YouTube knowledge. Um, so for example, with real estate, here's an interesting one. With real estate investing, one of the one of the tricky things is acquiring, Probably The biggest, the trickiest thing is acquiring properties, right? Like finding good deals, you know? Um, Once you, once you start doing it, you realize that you don't really want to be buying things off off of like uh, silo listings. You want to start going out on the street and finding deals. How do you do it? You drive around, you knock on doors, you know, you see like a house with a gutter that's falling down and a bunch of tree, like a bunch of brush against the house, just go and knock on their door, you know? Um, it's it's not very efficient. So what do you do? You start like driving around and you can send letters to these property owners. You just find how they do it. So for example, an interesting thing, Tao's done it for a long time, like and he kind of taught me when I started working with him last year. He kind of taught me like how to what to look for when you're driving around, how to how to you know send these letters, what he, how he does it and I started like doing my own research, you know, like YouTube, YouTube podcasts, like, how do you like down to like, what do you write in that letter? You know, like, Teo, Teo is old, older school. And he's just like, dude, whatever. I just, you know, write a letter like on my computer, whatever. And I go down to like, what are the pros, like the creme de la creme, what do they do? You know, and I've and I've gone down to like, dude, you don't use like a white paper, you write it in a yellow paper. Why? Because it looks more it doesn't look as like corporate, you know, you don't yeah. write it in your computer and print it, you write it by hand. Because if you look at the numbers, people read letters by hand like like twice as much as like printed corporate looking like letters. So things like that. And then I even went to the extent of like. Oh, there's this thing called skip tracing. You could actually not just write letters, but it's pretty easy with software to find owners' numbers, you know. And all of a sudden, fast forward, I'm sitting with Teo in his office, and I'm like, dude, there's all these properties that we're interested in acquiring. Like, for example, he owns a storage facility um, like half hour from here, and I've been like, dude, Teo, I think you could expand your facility. We're full, you know. It's it's there's a lot empty lot next to it. Let's talk to them. He's like, yeah, I've sent them letters. i have never answered. So I'm like. Okay, I was sitting down with it and I'm like okay here's here's their numbers like I've already like done the research I've you know and all of a sudden I'm sitting in tails office calling the owner and all of a sudden like we ended up having the opportunity to buy the lot you know and and I thought it was it was it was cool, you know it's like the same thing like through through the same like learning process, applying it to other things so I think that's what's cool about that and about our generation, I guess um, we have more access to knowledge than any other generation before. And, and I think it's, it's, it's great to, you know, to learn how to use it, you know, to, to have that humbleness to use it in, like, in anything. It's almost like a superpower all of a sudden, you know, that if you can apply to different things in life, well, yeah. all of a sudden you can do better than your competition. You know? Like the other guy that's trying to buy properties, maybe he's not calling the owners because he's still sending computer printed letters.
1: Right. And, and we're, we're talking about real estate here, but, but the cool thing is, is that this applies to literally anything in life. Like you you can now, uh, okay, if we're going to go back to kayaking, we can watch YouTube videos for how to do tricks. You can go DM like different pros and be like, either send them a video of you doing a trick and ask for advice. I get that all the time. You can ask someone, you can like, you, there's just so much, so many ways to either reach out to pros out there or to just learn from information that's already out there. I mean, it, it, the fact that you can learn how to real estate, how, how to invest in real estate and then also even learn hacks that are you know beyond what someone like Teo, who has been doing this for 10 15 plus years and within like the first couple years of you doing this have things that he is unaware of even that you could do or how to do it. To me, that's like mind blowing of like, it's, it would be like, it would be like the equivalent of someone going to a running race and like trying to run against like Usain Bolt and then just automatically like having shoes. They were like, oh, you didn't know about the shoes with the jet boosters in them? Like, oh, (laughs) dude, that's what everybody's doing nowadays. Like, it's just like, there's so much information out there. And the crazy part is how much free information is out there uh it's mind-blowing to me i've got i've got another question raf that that i think you're the perfect person to ask about um and and it has to do with with further education because you and i i feel like are, are a perfect comparison you went to school you went to university and you got your engineering degree in mechanical engineering correct do i have that do i have that statement right I skipped out on. I didn't skip out. I just. I just never went. I. I you, never you went, went kayaking. I went kayaking instead, and not necessarily. And, beca- and
0: became a world champion.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and. Right. <laughs> it, it wasn't that I didn't like school. I love learning. And and as you can see, I've got a library behind me. I mean, I. I constantly am trying to learn and, and learning is something that I love to do. That It was just the like going to university and being stuck in a room. That type of learning just didn't um, necessarily work for me. And so I guess what I want to ask you is where, where are your thoughts right now for young people out there, whether it be youth, whether it be like someone in their 20s? Um, what would your advice be for someone that's young and whether or not that they should go to university or whether or not that they should like pursue whatever it is that they they're interested in, uh, open to, you know, learning via YouTube via just online learning all this kind of stuff. Um, and, and would that, would that, so it's, it's a two, I, I, again, this is a two question thing. Would that differ your advice now for that, for that youth, if you could go back in time to young Rafa, would you give that same advice to him or, or is it different depending on kind of what you want to, you know, further your education in?
0: So I guess for perspective, I did go to school for mechanical and electrical engineering and that's like years and years ago. Um, and I mean, I basically never did anything with it. I went to university because, you know, I came from a family that expected me to go to college. Uh, you know, and I, and I just did it, you know, why engineering? Cause I was good at like physics and math. You know, For me, it's, it's, it's probably not the exact uh, case of everyone. Cause I think there's, there's a, I don't, I, it's, it would be interesting knowing the percentage, but how many people go to college for something that they end up be- making that their career in life and how many, what percentage go to college for something that they never end up using. Like, for example, my dad's a, a chemical engineer. He ended up in finance, like never, yeah. you know, you know, and, but, but OK, I do think that I mean, if I could go back in time, I would definitely start something else, you know, I mean, you know, for kayaking, I would have I wish I would have done like marketing maybe or something, something like that. Now I'm like, oh, it would have been epic to go to school for like business management or something like it would probably be more. Useful tools right now, and for sure there is that you know, like that aspect of like I, people that go to school to be a nurse, and all of a sudden they make a career for the next twenty years of their life, and they make a great living being a nurse or a doctor, or a lawyer, or whatever. Um, but but for the other part of people that go to school and never end up using it, I still believe I still don't regret it, and I still believe that young kids should do it. Why? Because I believe college develops your brain. You know, you, you make connections. You, you learn a lot of things that, that you know, you, you become smarter, you know, I mean, I remember just sitting in a classroom looking at like thermodynamics and being like, oh my god, this is, I'm never, like, I don't want to, be, I don't want anything to do with this in my life, you know, <laughs> but still like going through the process of learning that, you know, of like it's, it's, you're making connections, you're becoming smarter, I mean, and I, I don't know, I, I still think that young kids should do it, but I think more important than a formal college education, I believe is like, developing a hunger for learning, kind of what you were just talking about, like, like having your bookshelf back behind you, you know, like, I think kind of how we were, what we were talking about earlier, you know, developing that hunger through that humility, you know, developing that hunger to learn things, like always being a sponge, you know, um, I've learned that, for example, in engineering, I don't remember anything, like, throw me a, ask me for a I know nothing anymore about mechanical and electrical engineering um, because I wasn't applying it back then I was developing connections here but the other thing that I've learned right now that's super interesting is like if you're if you're focused on trying to acquire properties and then you do all that it's almost like going to a class in a college right like doing YouTube college like how do you write a letter what do you Right. How do you get numbers? What do you tell the guy when you talk to him on the phone? And then right there, you close your computer, you pick up your phone and you call the guy or sit down and write that letter. All of a sudden that knowledge is like a thousand times more efficient, you know? Same thing for billing, like I close my computer after watching like how to install trusted video or five videos, I close it and then I go to Carson and you know, work on installing those trusses, make them nice and straight and level and everything. All of a sudden it like gets embedded in my brain, you know, because all of a sudden it's it's a useful learn learning, you know. Um, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, kind of going back to your original question. I don't know if I, I think it, it is, you know, still worth going through college, even if it's not exactly what you're 100 percent sure is gonna be your life career. Um, for sure, yes. And and more important than that, like, learn how to learn, you know? I think we're, we, it's it's, it's going to matter more and more. I think we're right on the verge. We're the first generation that has that insane access to information. Newer generations, as they get older, it's going to, things are going to get more and more competitive. That's the only thing that's going to happen, right? Because all of a sudden, like, you know, like, there's going to be more and more people learning that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, if you can't, Learn quickly how to frame a foundation from scratch. Like, there's an like right now, there's maybe no other guy that's like doing it like that. There's only the 20 year old, 20 year contractors that are fully booked out. But in 10 years, there's going to be 10 Rafas learning it from scratch, like maybe half the time than you did, you know, because yeah. the access of the information is there and it's going to be there more and more. It's natural evolution of humankind. So,
1: yeah,
0: I, I think it's something huge that you know, all the new generations got to adapt to and lose the fear of learning, like learn how to learn quickly and just become a problem solver for everything.
1: Yeah. And I I think what you said there, learn how to learn, part of that is obviously learning that it's okay to make mistakes and and being okay with that and learning from those mistakes and and continuing to move on. Um, Like how I did with uh, burning down a sauna the other day, but um, to kind of go back to the original statement about whether or not, uh you know further education or or anything like that is important obviously i think there are there are many career paths where i think it's a necessity such as you know being a lawyer being a doctor being a nurse like there's there's a lot of different things where like you need that diploma to continue on but if you want to go and you want to be like a graphic designer or if you want to go and there's just i think there's a lot of things out there that you don't necessarily that, that you can learn via online. You know what I mean? Like that you, that you don't necessarily need the degree for. And and I think being that that education can be so expensive nowadays, uh, like depending on what degree it is that you're going for, or if you're just going for like an undergrad where it's just like a basic, like I'm not even necessarily getting any specific thing. I just need like my parents want me to go to school. So I'm just going to get an undergrad if they're paying for it, great, go for it. You know what I mean? But, but if this is coming out of your own pocket and you're going to like be thousands of dollars in debt, I would advise personally, uh, how about you do some research onto the subject beforehand, like either whether it be taking a year off and instead of just taking the year off and going and, and just traveling, I think you should go do that too. That That's awesome. And go paddle all that kind of stuff. But take some time and look into some of the different courses that might interest you whether that be business whether that be you know design whether that be whatever it might be and one there's either really cheap courses online of that specific thing or you can find free courses like there's like Yale and Harvard courses that you can take for free you just don't get the diploma at the end of it and then you can like pay to get the diploma if you want but there's so much education that's actually like college degree education that's available if you if you want that you could at least get a taste of it cuz cuz like what you said i think there are so many people out there that go to school they get their degree they pay for it and then afterwards they're like either i don't like it I, I wish i didn't do that or it's just not what i'm it's not even the career path that i ended up choosing so instead of like going into debt in the first place i would like advise people like Maybe go research the subject and figure out, is this even what I want to do when I grow up? Do you know what I mean? And like, for me, that idea was the whole reason why I never even went to college in the first place it was the, the concept of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? When I was 18, 19, I was like, that that question scared the crap out of me where I was like, I I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I know what I want to do right now. And that's going kayaking. But for the rest of my life, like, that's a long time. I don't know. And, and I was very aware. And, and one of the ways that I was able to convince my parents to not go to college right away was the concept of, hey, guys, I can go to school when I'm 26, when I'm 32, when I'm 54. Like at any point in life, I can go back to school. And you hear about this all the time of people that go back to school for a new degree in a different subject and whatever. And that was kind of my idea of like skipping school. And so for any of the youth out there, I would just I'm not saying don't just go to like don't go to school because you know you're sticking it to the man or whatever. I, I would just say figure it out what it is that you want to do and kind of do some research and dive a little deeper to figure out if that's actually what you want to do or whether it's just something that you like your guidance counselor said was a cool idea or your parents advised. because if this is coming out of your own pocket, like there's some serious debt with going to school in North America right now. And, uh, I mean, if you're, you know, in other places in the world, maybe, you know, education might be free in some countries and different things like that, but gosh, there's, there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm super grateful, grateful for. And, and one of them is the fact that I didn't have, you know, a hundred grand of college debt when I was 20 years old.
0: Well, well, you got to look at it as an ROI, like it's an investment, right? If it's like, like, for example, I have, I have like friends, for example, that went to school for cinematography, you know, and it's, you know, they did come out with a lot of debt, but all of a sudden they have a career path that now, you know, five, 10 years later, they're like, it it's paid off like really well for sure, you know, because right. they can get like thousands dollar, like, I don't know, like a $10,000 gig like that, you know, um, because they not necessarily just because they have that degree, you know, but that's kind of like the, the, the foundation to like everything else they're doing. But if if you're going to be like me and just like, you know, go, go into huge debt and for something that's never going to pay off, you know, it's like you spend a bunch of money to build a house that you never end up up like renting out, you know, it's just like sitting there and rotting and little by little, just like decaying. Like then it's, then it's a terrible ROI, you know, like why, why would you even do it at the same, at the first place? Of, Of course you're getting all that, that, um, you know, like you're learning a lot of things and developing your brain for sure. But, but definitely like, yeah, stay, stay away from that. An interesting thing that I was thinking we're talking, like, I wonder if we're going to start seeing a bunch of like, like young doctors, young lawyers that are going to start kicking butt by just YouTube college. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to happen, right? Like, like information we're in an era where information is, is free like all of a sudden of course a degree is like a very you go to harvard and you're getting like a program that's you know that and there's things that you'd be like uh you'd never be able to sit through that youtube video and you'd probably never do it and you'd have that void but i don't know i bet i bet through motivation you know and free information we're gonna we are gonna see some like really good like professionals that are gonna come from like youtube college
1: yeah i i There's What you're saying here reminds me a lot of a a book that I read earlier this year called Ultra Learning, and it's about this guy. The synopsis of the book is this guy went to school uh, for business, graduated, and realized that all it did was set him up to... to become like a CEO for someone else's business. Like it taught him nothing about how to be an entrepreneur. So then he researched how to become an entrepreneur. Then it was like pretty much like anybody that becomes an entrepreneur researches, uh, computer sciences and, and goes to, um, Silicon Valley. That was like the path that that online kind of taught him. So then he looked into that. Long story short, he he made this goal to uh, get a whole computer science degree from MIT, a four-year degree in under a year online, never even going to the college, and he did this all from like from his computer, his laptop uh, around the world. He then like took this whole concept of ultra learning and and took it off in all different paths and learning different languages in, in like under uh, learning a new language in under 3 months and traveling the world doing all that and then obviously wrote a book called ultra learning. Um phenomenal book if you're into that. But the whole one of the one of the things that he mentioned here was that like even within being a doctor, someone who's been a doctor for 30 years isn't necessarily more knowledgeable than someone who just got their degree. Because usually what happens is over those 30 years, you start forgetting some things and you start leaning on your laurels of like, well, this is the way I've always done it. Kind of going back to your your contractor guy of like installing the windows. He's like, well, oh, I've been doing it for 20 years. This is the way I've always done it. And it's like, well, there's better ways to do it nowadays. Like we we have more information, more knowledge and and there's just, you know, whether it be a hack or a shortcut or, or just more efficiencies. Um, And, and even within... You know, medical the medical world and, and a doctor and a nurse and a and a surgeon all that kind of stuff. The same thing applies, and so I think you're totally right. Where the younger generations, especially those that are and on, it doesn't have to be the younger generations. I I'll correct myself there. Anybody who is willing to continually learn will continual continually uh, have a, a step up on anybody who, even if they have that deep wealth of knowledge. They just, they stay there. I mean, it's, it could, again, going back to kayaking, it could be the exact same thing. You could take the best kayakers out there, a Berman, for instance, Teo, phenomenal kayaker, won a lot of races, great Creek boater in his era and his day and time, um, was one of the best. If, if not, you know, like obviously it's debatable, whatever, but he was a phenomenal kayaker. It's hard to debate his skills. Nowadays, I mean, the fact that just, like, everybody is doing tomahawks and cobra flips and all this stuff, like, Tao's way behind in that era, simply because, obviously, he hasn't been trying to continue his his career as a professional kayak or anything, but if you're not continually learning and, and adapting uh, with whatever's new and upcoming, you kind of get left behind, and, and you see that in any era in life uh, and any, you know... Whether it be a career path or whether it be sports or whatever, if you're not staying up to date with what's new and and the new information that's out there, you're gonna get left behind. It's it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. So we we kind of got fully off topic a little bit from from our YouTube university conversation. Where are you going in? into the future, Rafa, with YouTube and your real estate and building? Is this something that you're going to continue on? Obviously, you're on your fifth project here. Are you just going to keep building houses? Are you going to keep buying rental properties? What's your game plan here? What's your goal?
0: So I, I do ask myself that all the time. Because like I said, like I don't like doing something once, you know? But at the same time, too, I also have a vision for a larger scale, you know? That's the biggest thing about what I'm doing right now, that the biggest the biggest limiting factor with that is my two hands, you know? So, so if I want to end up with like a a 10 apartment building, I'm probably not going to be able to YouTube and build 10 apartments in a timely manner. So I do know that down the line, I'm going to have to start giving that up little by little, but right now I'm just like enjoying the crap out of it. And it's super fun because I'm, I don't know, it's almost like bringing the kid out of me, like, you know, and just enjoying it a lot. And it's, it's, it helps a lot right now too, because at our smallest scale, I'm being able to like maximize my my cash, my capital. So, you know, so instead of being able to only buy one, I can actually build two, um, something like that. Um, so it's it's helpful right now to exponentialize our growth. But but yeah, eventually I'll probably start hiring more things out. But you know, right now it's a super fun challenge. But I don't know. For me, it's like if I can if I can apply that same you know, it's not just you know with my hands, but it's it's more like up here. You know, if I can apply that to like. You know, eventually the same thing of like how to hire people, like how to find the best, you know, people to work for me or whatever, you know, I'll, I'll probably go down that path. But yeah, I definitely have a vision, you know, to like create a sustainable like rental portfolio be like, you know, right now we're building the the thing I'm building right now is going to be a short term rental, it's going to be our first like Airbnb, VRBO um, place. I'm really curious to get into that niche because we haven't I've, I've really wanted to get into it but this is going to be the first one um, we've only done like long-term rentals uh, right now and storage so it's cool because I'm you know I'm learning about these other you know I think for my next project I really want to build a storage facility um, just because I think there's a really big uh, delta there like what I could be building these like basically just like boxes for it to rent out is there's a bigger delta than what I could be building a house with plumbing, water, finishes, you know, there's, there's a bigger Delta for how much money you can make renting out storage and less complications. So I want it, to, it's hard though. It's, it's really hard to find the right piece of land. Like there's a bigger barrier of entry, but that's also what's going to protect that asset that there's not going to be another 10 ref behind me building a ton of other storage facilities. So that's, you know, another thing I want to do, but definitely, you know, I definitely want to like get into a larger scale and little by little, you know, give up, but I really love it though. I really, I don't, I don't want to fully give up like buildings. I truly like, you know, I'll be there just like operating an excavator and I'm just like, li- like looking at little Rafa four years old playing with his little like excavator toys, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I, I truly enjoy, it. you know, and all the time I'm like, why am I doing this? Is this really like, you know, I, I'm not doing it for the money, you know, like that's the thing. Yeah. Like I love investing and I love the thought of like financial freedom um, but, but my goal is not to be like a billionaire, you know, I don't care. Like, I don't, you know, I, I want to be like financially free because I want to spend more time with my family, but for me, that's not the ultimate goal becomes so rich that I could like have a private plane. I don't care. You know, for me, it's more about that, like truly just like enjoying my life. Cause I only got one. I think all of us kayakers like graduate from kayaking with that kind of like mindset, you know, where it's like, you know enjoy the moment because you never know when, you know, anything can happen. So, you know, for me right now, it's like, I could be way more profitable by hiring five guys to smash this building half the time and have my capital rolling quicker into the next one and get to that 10 apartment building like quicker. But, you know, on a day-to-day basis, I'd rather be there, like installing those trusses, making that foundation straight right now, you know, than like sitting in my computer, crunching numbers and like calling like tens of contractors that could, you know, do it for me. So yeah, I don't know. For me, it kind I, of comes down to enjoying it.
1: I, I, that it's probably a combination of the growth and the, just going back to that childhood feeling of like, whether it be playing with the little, um, you know, toys or, or building the Legos or anything like doing something with your hands. For me, it's the same reason why like I. I love building stuff and and I, I do it because it's it's actually fun for me. And, and it, it probably is a lot like why I loved building Legos and why I still love building Legos with my, with my kids. Um, totally. But yeah, it's just it, to, to build something, to create anything, you know, fresh from your hands is pretty fun to do. And it's, you get this like sense of pride. It's the same reason why I love cooking or painting or anything like to be able to go from nothing to something is, is a pretty cool accomplishment.
0: Yeah. And for, for, for me in this, like, like the same thing, but there's an extra factor for me. That's extra cool. That's like building an asset, you know, it's not, you know, not just building a cool painting, but it's also something that's going to be like the future of my family. You know, like we build this apartment. Now we rent it out and it brings revenue every month that we used to go buy groceries. It's like, you know, for me, it's like, like we I'm literally with my hands building like my future, literally, you know, like, that's awesome. I, mean, I don't know. For me, that's, that's, that's cool. Exciting. And yeah, want to do more of that for it's sure.
1: A, it's incredible, Rafa. I'm super stoked for you and, and proud of you and continue to, uh, <laughs> I, I continue to use you as, as a motivation for me to one, to take action and, uh, and just to kind of keep me, um, I don't know if like honest with myself, but to keep pushing myself to, to like, to grow, uh, in, in all aspects of life, whether it be, you know, with, with my family, whether it be financially, whether it be real estate kayaking, all this kind of stuff. I, I look as you, uh, as, as a mentor to continue to push myself, especially into like, uh, pushing myself beyond my comfort zone. So yeah, keep, keep doing what you're doing, bud.
0: Thank you. Nietzsche. I, I just thought about a cool, uh, Charlie Munger quote. He says, if you can go to bed every day, a little smarter than when you woke up, you'll do well in life. And I don't know. I think it's a cool kind of wrap up thought for the whole conversation. I love that. I love that. Learn like, don't just don't sleep on it. Just learn, like go to bed a little smarter than when you woke up.
1: That's amazing advice. Charlie Munger, what a legend. Um, Rafa, I'm going to finish off with the fire round that I ask everybody and...
0: no, Nobody probably knows who Charlie Munger is.
1: <laughs> no, there's a couple
0: people. If there's you did a couple... poll right now, like, if you did a poll right now... Like... <laughs> uh, I bet
1: I bet there's... a. I don't know. I don't know how many of my listeners would, but I know of a couple. I know... Uh, I, anyway, who knows who... Raise, I... raise, your,
0: raise your hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Raise Just your hand Char- on the Char- radio. Char- if Char- Char- yeah.
0: Charlie Munger is uh, Warren Buffett's, like investing partner, partner. like yeah like yeah yeah anyway yeah yeah, yeah. you pray
1: probably... multi <laughs> multi-billionaire in, in in his own right uh investing in stocks and businesses but but back to the fire round raf um uh, being that I've, I think I've asked you a lot of these questions, I'm going to ask you a couple different questions, or or maybe something that uh, that might relate more towards what we were talking about. I was going to ask you of a favorite quote or quote that you live by, but I think the uh, the Charlie Munger quote will be perfect uh, in in lieu of that. Um, and, and my next question I usually ask is like, what's a favorite book or book that you're currently reading? But instead I want to ask you what might be, um, one of your favorite YouTube channels that you follow. And that could be, whether it be in building or construction or mindset, money management, kayaking, kind of any, any of the above. But what might be a couple YouTube channels that, that you follow fairly regularly?
0: So for construction stuff, it, it also depends a lot on what I'm doing. So right now I went through concrete and I found this guy called uh, Odell Construction. If I can find a guy that I'm like, I like how his brain works. You know, I like his, not just his process of building things. And I know that he's clean, you know, he's good. He's, he's, he's a 30-year-old contractor, but also knows how to explain. For me, that's huge. Um, there's this guy that I followed a ton when we first started. It's, he's a, hey, my name's Sean from... Ah, I just forgot the, the the name of the channel, but uh, I don't know. There's this other guy, uh, Reno. He's Canadian. Reno Vision. Uh, I follow him on Instagram now too. Reno's awesome. Home Improvement. Sorry, that's I'm. Hey, this is Sean from Home Improvement, and today I'm gonna show you how to how to install a rain gutter or whatever. You know? <laughs> but anyway, if I can find these like these guys for me, it's like yeah. But those are three like good ones. But it, I don't know. It's it it, it varies, you know, because there's no like guy that does everything, you know, for me, it's if I can find the niche guy, you know, like for me, that's, that's the best. Yeah.
1: Obviously you've, you've been watching a lot of, uh, construction and, and home building, uh, YouTube as, as that's kind of what you're doing right now. Do you have anything for either, you know, like money management or, or mindset or just even like ex- extreme sports athletes, any, anybody like that?
0: Yeah. So, okay. So bigger figures, for example, an interesting one that came into my life, like four years ago was, was Grant Cardone on like money. Um, and I think it's really cool. Like finding people like that for, for those of you who don't know, Grant Cardone's like, he's he, like, I came to him reading a book of his that's called Sell or be sold. Um, and I was just like looking, cause I'm not a very good salesman. And I believe that life is a lot about like learning how to sell. Um, so that was like, you know, he's a really good one, but you know, finding people like that, like right now I'm following with like Mikey Taylor. He's a pro skater that, you know, is now doing like, you know, big real estate things. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think we all like, we, we have to have heroes in our lives, you know? Like I remember like when I was a kid, like, you know, it was like it was Tail Berman or like Steve Fisher or Eric Jackson that I, you know, and I remember like little Rafa getting in his kayak. I mean, like, you know, I was gonna run that rapid, and in my head, I was like, okay, Steve Fisher, like, how would Steve Fisher do this? You know, yeah. like, I feel like, and it's just, it's the same thing. Like right now, like I'll be like, like walking into my construction, being like, alright, like how would like, you know, Sean from Home Improvement like said this truss? You know, like same thing. Like how would like. <laughs> Grant Cardone walk into this like negotiation, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's yeah, awesome. I don't know. That's a that's a couple, but yeah, I yeah. think I think I think we have to find our own heroes, you know. Like I followed, I don't know, Ty Lopez is another one that I followed a bunch. I follow yeah. Patrick Ben David, like I, I don't know. I love finding guys that are, you know, like mindset guys, you know, because mm-hmm. I think I think it all starts here with a with a mindset.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I also pretty much follow all those same guys that you do. Uh, Patrick Bet David came out with an amazing book called Your Next Five Moves, which is awesome. Uh, he's got some just phenomenal, phenomenal YouTube videos. Uh, uh, Valuetainment is his channel. And then uh, Mikey Taylor is another one that, that you mentioned that I had him on the podcast uh, via your recommendation. Uh, and he's just an amazing guy. Pretty much any young athlete, I tell them, go follow Mikey Taylor on on Instagram or whatever, just because he was a professional athlete coming, you know, from uh, pro skateboarding, and then got into real estate and and just financial investing and, and advice and stuff, and just has uh, the way he explains it, I I think um, one it's it's just really simple, but two he like he explains it to almost like the mind of either either a young entrepreneur or young athlete or anything like that, or or maybe for whatever reason, it's very relatable, relatable to me. And uh, I just really like the way that, that he kind of explains it all. So yeah, I I agree with all those mentors though. Yeah. Um, Final question. Well, actually this isn't my final question, but (laughs) second final question for you, Rafa. Um, If today was your last day on earth, and I think I may have asked you this uh, the last time, but I, I don't know if these if this would have changed for you in the last year and a half since I've had you on the show. But if today was your last day on earth, uh, for whatever reason something happens and uh, and today's your last day, and everything that you've done, all your videos, all of your um, all of your social media, just everything that you've shared with the world was to be erased um, and it would to be it would leave with you. And the only thing that you were to leave with is, a piece of paper and a pen, and you could leave three truths, three things that you believe to be true. And this could be for your children or your family specifically. It could be for your friends. It could be for just anybody out there who follows you and, and might find you their mentor. What might these three truths be? I
0: would say be humble, keep learning, and always give your 200%. Love that. Love that Rafa.
1: Thank you so very much for joining me yet again and for sharing all of your amazing stories and knowledge with us. Um, some, something that I try to do, um, with all of my guests is I try to provide, uh, any value that I can. So what might be something that you're focusing on right now that I might be able to help you out with, or, or possibly even my listeners? Dude, just, I
0: don't know. I, just chatting with you. I love chatting with you every time we get on a phone call. I don't know. If, yeah, you guys probably don't know, but Nick and I probably talk like once a week. And I don't know. We're like close peers, you know, so we're always like motivating each other. So for me, yeah, I don't know how much, but it really like it motivates me a ton. You know, it it helps me so much, like kind of keep me in track and because it's cool. I think, we, yeah, like having having a friend that you're like kind of par with, you know, that you could be like, I don't know, Nick. Nick recently acquired a nine unit apartment. I don't know if you want to edit that out. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I don't know. For me, like hearing that, I'm like, yeah, Nick just crushed it. But all of a sudden, I'm like, because cause we're naturally competitive, I'm also like, I need to get a nine unit too. <laughs> <you know? laughs> whatever, dude. I feel
1: like you're way ahead of the game. You got like, you got like a whatever huge storage. Storage facility. I, I'm pretty stoked. Anyway, I, I agree. I think we're both extremely competitive and we're probably continually pushing each other.
0: So yeah. I think it's, it's yeah,
1: I think it's so, it's so awesome. The irony is with that whole part is that I, I feel like that's exactly what we did when we were in the Keener program together in paddling. Totally. Like I, obviously not just you, but like Joel and, and... Well, mainly the three of us, Thomas, uh, you know Thomas Farron, a little bit as well, and uh, I mean there was a couple different keeners that that were pretty keen and enthusiastic, but but I feel like you, Joel, and myself were definitely pretty keen to to, to really push each other, and 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 you and I, I don't know, I I feel like. You were one of the few people that when we would get up like super early in the morning to like paddle across the Bay to McCoys for either a corner wave session or, or a seven, eight hole or any of that kind of stuff. Like there were a few people that we would be like, okay, we're getting up at five in the morning and we're going to paddle across. and We're going to do like a whole morning <laughs> session before breakfast, before Keener starts. And yeah, so I think, uh, I think we've naturally been pushing each other for, for a long time. So thanks for doing that. Yeah. Thank you, Nietzsche. Yeah, buddy. Last question. Final question. Actually, the final (laughs) question for you. Um, The the third final question. The third and final, final question. What is your definition of awesome or what might it be today? Uh,
0: My definition of awesome today is just enjoying life at its fullest. You know, being able to like be good with my family, be good with myself and be good with the world.
1: So, I love that. I love that. And speaking of your family, I can't wait uh, for us to all get back together. I've got a box of stuff that I'm going to be mailing you for Christmas for your <laughs> girls. Um, <laughs> but But uh, but yeah, I can't I can't wait to to get the families uh, together again. We're gonna have to do dude. I can't. We're gonna have to plan a rafting trip sometime because man, I've been getting into the family rafting trips, and gosh, that's amazing. It's so cool to just you know bring everything girls to get a little bit older.
0: Yeah, yeah. gets scared
1: right now, right? Still, but. We'll yeah. get we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much, Rafa, for joining me. Thanks for having me, Nito. And for all of our listeners out there, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys got some value. Uh, I certainly did. Learning from Rafa, very knowledgeable guy in all aspects of life. Um, if you, if you. Already follow him, definitely continue to follow him. If you haven't, definitely check him out on social media. Uh, I think it's Rafa Ortiz Kayak is his Instagram. But um, yeah, Rafa's constantly putting out all sorts of amazing content and continue to follow his journey because I just I I know for a fact that five years down the line I'll be asking you some more questions and you are gonna be in a whole different category in life. So um I, I can't wait to see where you're at in in a couple more years. Um, Oh, thank you, teacher. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. But uh again for all of our listeners if you did get value out of this please if you guys could share it out with uh just one person i ask you to share it out with a friend a family member somebody that you think might get value out of hearing um both from Rafa's story but also just about learning about using YouTube University about kind of furthering your education uh if you could do that that would be greatly appreciated as sharing this content out is kind of my whole goal i'm i'm not making money off this i'm just trying to really share it out and uh kind of build a community feel and and it's it's my way of giving back in just a little a little way. So, thank you guys for doing that. As always, I wish you an awesome day. I'm Nick Troutman signing off. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.